What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. On today's show, I have entrepreneur, author, radio host, and founder of Esther's Crown, a nonprofit organization, Aletha Green. I want to start talking about your beginnings, your humble beginnings. Um, growing up in South Carolina, and we also have something in common. We both have our license in cosmetology. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yes. Yay. Yes. I know. In the South. Come on now. <laughs> For the silky smooth. <laughs> so when I saw that, I was so excited. Um. Yes. Well, growing up in South Carolina, uh, it's a blessing because, you know, the East Coast is considered the Bible Belt. Okay. So it's, it's, it's known for, for Christendom, in a sense, if, if I'm using the correct word. I grew up in a very wholesome home where I had both of my parents. Not only that, my parents feared God, and my mother took us to church all the time. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> Every day of the we week. We were at church. So, you know, that was that foundation of me growing up. Now, yes. when it comes to, to uh, 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 being in South Carolina as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, the people in South Carolina are very nice. They're very... Uh, uh, mannerable with yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. So that that's what that's how I was brought up. So I had a really good home. I came from a good home with both of my parents that instilled great values in me as a child. Now I have six other siblings, so it's seven of us, and you know we have a great life. It wasn't good all the time coming up because we you know, suffered, you know, a little bit here and there, you know, growing up and, you know, my mother being on food stamps and this and that and the other. My, now, my father was a worker. He mm-hmm. was a workaholic. He still is today. So we had a really great home, really great home. Now, so you, your childhood sound like mine because that was us. We was in church <laughs> every day of the week. I wouldn't say Monday because that's only because they really didn't have anything on Monday. But if they did, we was there. Yes. So yes. there was no excuse. Well, my, yes. My childhood involved, it wasn't just church on Wednesday and Bible study on Friday nights, then again on Sunday. But during those extra days, mm-hmm. because I was involved in a lot of stuff in the church, you had choir rehearsals, Sunday choir rehearsals, and all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it was every day, pretty much. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because it was Tuesday night, it was. Um... Young people, Bible band or something. Then it was Wednesday Absolutely. Bible class. Then Thursday was choir rehearsal. Yes. Then Friday was some type of Friday night service or whatever. And then Saturday yes. was prayer service. And then Sunday, Absolutely. it was all day service because it was Sunday school, morning service, afternoon service, and night service. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we church, 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 church. <laughs> we churched and could, we couldn't church no more. And there still wasn't no church no more. And then what made it even so bad, they cooked that church. So we didn't even leave yes. the church to eat. We ate at church Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yes, we sure did. Plenty of meals at the church in the, in the, in the kitchen and in the hallway and in the vestibule. <laughs> <laughs> we ate. And see, 
this 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 is how intimacy actually starts because mm-hmm. i know we're going to be getting into that yes intimate intimacy is built on the foundation when you're a child absolutely but I, I agree. i'll get into that in a few minutes we're gonna we're gonna get there <laughs> Now, okay, so when you did the cosmetology and got your license, you also got your CNA. Yes, yes. You did both both at the same time. I actually, when I graduated high school, I went straight um, into cosmetology. I did uh, 16 uh, months, got my diploma and got my license. Decided I want I didn't want to do that anymore. So that's when I went into nursing. You know, after that, you know, I worked in 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 beauty salons and stuff like that. But I felt like that, you know, still wasn't what, you know, I was totally called to do. Even though I can fall back on it if I really want something to do, if I want to open up an extra business, that's mm-hmm. something that I can always do. Then I went into nursing. I went up to Nurse Tech Three. I uh did um in-home health care and i worked at a hospital in the states of north carolina and then i still wasn't satisfied Mm. (laughs) so i stopped that and i knew when i stopped that when i wasn't when i felt in my spirit that i wasn't satisfied with those things i knew god had to been calling me to entrepreneurship so that's when i began the journey Mm-hmm. With entrepreneurship, I went back to school. I, I'm still in school at Grantham University. That's in uh, uh, Kansas City, Arkansas. Go talent. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that, that, and, you know that, that's how everything else, you know, just fell into place with uh, Esther's Crown Nonprofit Organization, which is, which is two years old, but it's still fairly new as far as the working of, of it, because I took my time building it, especially yes. with the paperwork. Yeah. So we're fairly new. I'm I'm getting my budget together and everything for this year and all this kind of stuff. So you're going to see by the ending of this year a whole lot of stuff that is Esther's Crown is going to be doing. Now, before that, before I got into the 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 uh, paperwork of Esther's Crown, I was actually functioning in something that I was to birth. I was already going to the girls' home, going to the boys' home, just doing different things on my in my spare time fueled my energy to 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 birth out the actual nonprofit organization okay what is esther's crown esther's crown is religious based it teaches girls and women of all ages how to find purpose to know their purpose and to educate them on beauty to impact them to, 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 to motivate them, to inspire them, not only through the word of God, but through education in their purpose, once they mm. find out what that purpose is. Because a lot of people need to be told, especially from a person who is led of the spirits, a lot of people don't even know how to find their purpose in life. They base their purpose in life based upon what somebody else is doing. And see, in my going around to these different, you know, places and, and, and learning different people, especially in people in, in the team, you know, they, they're confused because of peer pressure. So, you know, I have to, God allow me to stand in the gap for some of them. And, you know, I don't like to say this because I don't want people to, 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 to uh, uh, come to me just because of prophecy. But that's my spiritual calling. But sometimes God will allow me to speak prophetically into the lives 
of some of the young people that I come in contact with to, to, to open up different things in their past, you know, and to lead them into their future and what they're supposed to be doing. So, you know, that's what, that's what Esther's Crown does. And it also, in the near future, we're going to be doing and setting up classes. I mm. know how to, to, to uh, do hats. I do, to do clothing, just all kinds of stuff. We're going to be teaching young girls that, you know, have those uh, desires and those dreams to do that. We're going to help them become that person. So th- what would you say was your driving force for starting your organization, though? My driving force for starting Esther's Crown is because I wanted people like me that have the the anointing of Esther from a biblical standpoint. Esther, the biblical Esther, Esther was an orphanage. She was adopted by her uncle. Her uncle raised her after her parents died. Esther was a queen long before she met King Hasiris. See, some, some of the young people and some of the middle-aged women, you know, they have, the, the, the queen is already in them. So my driving force for, 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 for the crown of Esther was, is to bring that queen out of them. Mm-hmm. That's my driving force. That's Esther's crown driving force is to bring that queen out of them through the teachings and through the, the, the business aspects of things that I've already learned and that I taught other people. So that's my driving force is to bring that queen out of them. In other words, they got that crown in their closet. They need to get it out and put it on their head. Come on now. Come on now. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and not tailor it to what somebody else's crown looks like. Right, right. Right. Don't don't go on eBay. Go get your own crown. Put it on your head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I absolutely Woo! love it. Your crown is measured to fit your head. Mm-hmm. You won't have to worry about walking and your crown falling off. You won't have to worry about walking and your crown is crooked. You won't have to worry about walking and somebody is looking at your crown and your crown doesn't even shine. Yes. See, gold is refined. When you put that crown on your head, not only will they see the queen in you, but they will see the 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 illumination of what God has placed in you from that crown. All right, now Taylor <laughs> Fit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> I, I know that's right. Now, okay. Now, what age group do you work with? We work. We start from um uh uh. Uh, age four uh, mm-hmm. to, I think the last one I listed was, I think, 65. Wow. I have to look back at my notes. Yes. Yes. Oh, this, believe okay, it or not, is, there okay. are, yes, there are women in that age group that really, you know, it, it, they literally didn't know what they were supposed to do in their younger days. Mm-hmm. But I, my part for them is to encourage them that it's never too late to start. It doesn't yes. matter how old you get. If you've got good health, good life, good strength, and you're waking up with the breath of God in your body, it's not too late. So that's my cry for them. It's not too late. Amen. Amen. They always talk about people doing like a second round or, you know, they always say, well, you know, my second term or second, you know, and they're like, no, I got to yes. start a new business and this and this. And this. So basically you're helping them cultivate that. Exactly. 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 Okay. And we're going to be doing a lot of that this year. 
and All I will right. be posting videos of different conversations, you know, with different ones and stuff. That's that's soon to come. Okay. Now, who else is helping you in this organization, or are you just saying, are you the are you the the engine and the caboose? Are you you the whole thing by yourself, or you got some help? I have a staff. I have a staff. Awesome. So you know, my my organization my organization is 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 a birth outright. It, I have my LLC. My, it's incorporated, so I am set right. <laughs> Amen. So my article, my articles of incorporation. I'm not just calling myself Esther's Crown. I have articles of incorporation in the state of North Carolina. Come so, on now. You know <laughs> we're incorporated, so we're mm -hmm. legit. <laughs> so I have a staff that you know. Um, pretty soon we're going to be just launching out with a whole lot of stuff. So stay tuned. Okay, now tell us about your book. Okay. This is the part where I'm just, whoo, uh -oh. my uh -oh. God, I'm, my intimacy <laughs> with God. Well, she flipped her hair back, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my intimacy with God. I have to start from where it all begun before I get into the revelation part of it. All right. Now, <clears throat> when you order my book and you get the book, the book is written basic. And the reason I did it that way, I just only tell of the dreams, visions, and spiritual encounters. I didn't go in depth because it would take too long to explore uh, 17 um, different dreams, visions, and spiritual encounters. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing now is putting together different series of the ones that I put in the book and then making it, making, making one small book, you know, during the series. So that's okay. forthcoming also. But my intimacy with God started from my mother's womb. See, right. see, see right there. It's going to get a little heavy right there. Okay. My intimacy with God started from my mother's womb. Let me explain what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. When my mother was three months pregnant with me, that's when she got saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. When she got saved that night under the prophetic ministry, it was a word that was released over my life while I was in her womb. Mm -hmm. So that's where the in intimacy started. Mm -hmm. God had already sealed me while I was in her womb. You mm -hmm. already so, ordained. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So that's where the intimacy started. So now skipping over to when I'm a child, as a child, I knew at the age of four to be exact, I knew that I was different from all my other siblings, even though I'm the third child out of, out of seven, mm -hmm. I knew at that age that I was different. Hmm. What happened to me at that age you know, I was in my father's car and I was, you know, playing with the latch on the door. And my mom, you know, kept telling me, don't play with the latch on the door because you're going to fall out. And if you fall out, you could get you could get killed or, you know, something bad, really bad can happen. And, you know, mm -hmm. as a brave child and a different child, I just wanted to try things out with the latch. So I kept pulling the latch up, uh, pressing it down, pulling it up, pressing it down. And all of a sudden I fell out under the car. And when mm. I fell out, now this, I didn't even tell my mother at the time, because see, I was four years old. But when I fell out, an angel caught me. 
Mm-hmm. That's the first sign of intimacy. That's sight intimacy. So mm-hmm. my eyes immediately on the angel that had caught me. And the angel began to rock me and rock me and mm-hmm. rock me. And all of a sudden I was in, in front of the car. And so everybody gathered around. My mom asked me, was I, was, was I okay? And everything like that. And I was, yes. I was saying, yes, yes, I'm fine. Just laughing. But as she was asking me that, I was looking up into the heavens and I was seeing the angel go back into the heavens. Mm-hmm. So that's the first sign of my intimacy with God. I knew as a child that I was called to something. Mm-hmm. I was called to something. So fast forwarding. When I started having, this was about around the age of 13. This was when I was, you know, in church. I was in church. I was, I was raised up in my uncle's church. And, you know, so you I, got I saved at an early he, age. Yes. Yes. Okay. At an early okay. age, 10 years of age to be exact. Okay. So I, I grew up in my uncle's church and I, I saw, I was amazed at how, you know, my uncle preached. I was amazed at, at his love and compassion for people. And most of all, I was amazed at his love for God and how he helped deliver people uh, that were demonically possessed and different mm-hmm. things like of that nature. So, mm-hmm. you know, as, as when you're a different child like that, when it comes to the things of the spirit, you know, God begins to deal with you differently than your surrounding, uh, in, than, than the surrounding individual that you surround yourself with daily and at mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. So as I saw my uncle begin to operate and function in the different things in church, I remember, well, I'm not going to get into this particular part because it's not what we're talking about, but I can remember wanting to do the same thing spiritually that he was doing. Mm-hmm. I knew it was in me, but I didn't understand it because I was still yet young. So fast forwarding a little bit more. When I was reached the age of 15 was when I had my first spiritual encounter. I was laying in the bed. Everybody had left the house. My mom had went to work. My dad had went to work. My brothers had went to work. The ones that were still, that were out of school. And, you know, my other brothers that went to school and everything. And I was the only one at home. So I was just, I was asleep. And all of a sudden, I saw myself waking up. And I was, as I was looking at myself waking up, I didn't understand what was going on. All I know was I saw myself waking up, but I was still yet asleep. So in the room, the room started getting real bright. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was either the presence of the Lord or my angel coming back. So the room got really bright. And so when I could no longer see through the brightness, that's when I heard the voice of the Lord say, look to your left. And so when I looked to my left, that's when I saw, you know, a casket rolling by. Mm. When I saw the casket rolling by with me in it, the Lord said, I said, oh God, I got, I got afraid. I said, Lord, what is this? He said, that's going to be you if you don't do what I tell you to do. Because see, when a word is spoken over your life, you can't go to the left or to the right. God makes himself plain and clear in your young age what he, what he wants you to do. So this is the reason why people go left 
and there are bad things that happen to them because they didn't grasp hold to what God was either showing them. See, God don't have to show you death. God can tell you death. And some people still be disobedient. Mm -hmm. And so therefore they cause, they cause uh, unwanted, uh, unnecessary trials and tribulations to their life that God didn't even intend for them to go through. Mm -hmm. So after that encounter, I immediately got up and I remember my, um, my mom having the, 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 the oil bottle in her room. So I, I ran to my mother's room and I took off everything, every article of clothing, clothing I had on. And I poured the oil from my head all the way down to my feet. Hmm. And I told God, yes. And I began to pray and I began to cry out to God like never before. And in me doing that, I fell asleep. I fell asleep. And what woke me up was the sound of a trumpet. When I heard the sound of a trumpet, that's when I ran to the window and I said, oh God, you hadn't come yet. Thank you, Lord, you hadn't come yet. So my intimacy began at four and it started growing, growing because I wanted to, I wanted so badly to get in tune with the spiritual things of God. Because mm -hmm. see, the Bible says itself, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added. Unto you. There's nothing, nothing wrong with getting other things first, but God told you the correct way to do it is to seek him first. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And so that's how the intimacy with God, God starts. I'm going to pause because I, I feel you want to ask me something else. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, like when you were writing your book, was there a particular part that you almost didn't want to put in there? Well, the part that, that, that I didn't want to put in there was the, uh, I think it was the Damascus dream. This was sort of like, and, and the reason I named it the, the Damascus dream was because it was similar to the, uh, the spiritual encounter that Paul had on the, on the way to the road to Damascus. Mm -hmm. And in this dream, I was, I was up a hill. I was walking, but I was walking up a hill. And when I got to, when I got up the hill, I saw a picket fence and beside the picket fence was a well, it was a well. And so the spirit of the Lord spoke to me while I was standing uphill. He said, look up to the sky. He said, look up. And when I look up, I saw what Paul saw when he was on the road to Damascus. I saw the, the, the glory of God started to, 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 to come down, in a sense, as his presence starting mm -hmm. to come down bright. And see, that's what blinded Paul. It was the presence of God that blinded Paul. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw that, then the Lord immediately said, Now look downhill. When I looked downhill, I saw an army, an army of demonic spirits. They had their bows and arrows drawn, ready to shoot me, ready to, ready for the, ready, ready to release the arrow to shoot me. And mm. so when I saw that, that's when the shield came over my body. And when the shield came over my body, my whole, my clothes and everything changed. 
When my clothes changed, I had on a 3D white lace gown from head to toe. I mean, from, from mm-hmm. neck to toe. That, that God had shielded me literally. Mm-hmm. And when the arrows started shooting, they bounced off because God had already shielded me. Mm-hmm. And see, I didn't want to put that in there because, you know, sometimes when it comes to talking about the de- demonic spirits and stuff, people don't want to want to want to uh, touch that subject. But that's a subject that really needs to be touched because you need to know what you're dealing with. And see, this is this is one of the reasons why people can't get close to intimacy is because they are allowing the spirit of fear to take over. In order to get to intimacy, your soul, you got to understand how your soul works. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. All that has to be directed towards God in order for you to start that intimacy with God and seeing in the spirit and hearing God's voice and different things like that. Because your mind is what you think. Your will is what you choose. And your emotions are the actions that you take. So when it comes to the soul, intimacy and intimacy, your soul has to be total and it has to be wanting God itself. Amen. Girl, you talking. <laughs> you talking and walking. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now, in the author's bio, you stated and you said that you're not overly spiritual that you can reach people in any situation and any circumstance. Now, I want to I want you to expound yes. on that a little bit. Yes. What, what, There's a scripture in the Bible that? that says we must become all things to all people. That means put yourself in that person's shoe when you're listening to them. You got to first have a listening ear. Yes. The Bible says be slow to speak but swift to hear. And the reason he says that is to give you enough time to think about what you're going to say to that person. Mm-hmm. This is why you have to think before you speak. That gives you time enough to get your words together, to, 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 to know what to say and how to say it. And, and, and I can go even further than that. The Bible said those that are take, overtaken by a fault, those that are spiritual, restore that person in the spirit of meekness. If you, you don't even have to be spiritual. To, to restore somebody in the spirit of meekness as long as you know what it is to be meek. Amen. So you must become all things to all people in order to relate to them. So we should never, as Christians or sinners, we should never shun nobody. We should never judge nobody. Because see, the word already does that. So people mm-hmm. already know when they're wrong. They know what their, their, their strengths are. They know what their weaknesses are. But when they see that you have a listening ear with compassion, you, you are able to draw anybody with, with those love and kindness. With love and kindness. Yes, have I drawn thee? Yes. Yes. So, so, so that's what I meant when I put that into that introduction. Yes. Yes. I knew what you meant. I just want you to expound on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I think um, a lot of church people forget how to be human. Exactly. When they're exactly. talking to people. You don't exactly. have to be preachy to reach exactly. somebody. You can talk Absolutely. to them. Your daily walk will reach somebody a lot quicker. <laughs> sometimes well actually all the time your daily walk will read somebody a whole lot quicker than you open up a bible in front of somebody so they want to be like well what 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 they want to know what's different about you 
Absolutely. What, what, you know, why are you so happy all the time? You know, why yes. do you seem like you're such a peace all the time? And, and this Absolutely. person is not. And why are you so different from everybody else? Then that will yes. open up the door. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. But if, but if you, you know, just preaching and pointing and all of the, da, 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 in their face, all oh, that, they will run. Absolutely. Because that's, that's really, absolutely. Because that's really damaging to a person's spirit. And this is the reason why a lot of people don't even go to church mm -hmm. because they fear the church is supposed to be a hospital, yes. not a rebuke place, but a hospital. You support the, the church is supposed to be equipped to take care of whatever person, whatever need, the, the, the person that is coming into the church, whatever they need, the church should be equipped to handle that. Yes. Yes. But we have to do it God's way. And stop beating that person as soon as they walk God's in the door. Way, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sheep begat sheep. Yes. So if we know how to draw people, we know what to say to them, we know how to approach them, of course, they're going to gravitate to you, to mm -hmm. your personality, to what you're saying, to your God. And what is your <laughs> ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is to help people, uh, as far as my book, to understand what intimacy with God is. Mm -hmm. And to understand that you must first understand the relationship that God and Adam had, because that was the first intimacy. Yes. It was between God and Adam. Mm -hmm. The same Holy Spirit that was in the Garden of Eden mm -hmm. is the same Holy Spirit that is here with us today. And for some, it's the same Holy Spirit that wants to abide within you. If you don't already have Christ in you, he wants to sup with you. He wants to come into you and live in you. Mm -hmm. So in establishing the grounds of intimacy, you have to understand and know that God existed before there was a heaven and before there was a earth. See, the Bible says in the book of Genesis, the first and second chapter, I don't have to quote scriptures because everybody knows the beginning started in the book of Genesis. But the Bible says in the book of Genesis, the first chapter, it says the earth was without form and it was void. Mm -hmm. we, we are formed, but are we void of the intimacy of God? Yes. So everything was there, but until God spoke, everything had to take its place. Everything hadn't took its place yet. So when God spoke and said, let there be, everything began to take place where God told it to go. So when it came to man, he said in the 26th chapter of the book of Genesis, it says, and God says, let us make man in our image after our likeness and then let them have dominion yes. over everything that he had already created. That's, that's the intimacy that he gave Adam. Mm -hmm. So in, in chapter two of, of, of the book of Genesis, he says in the, in the seventh verse, he says, and the Lord formed man out of the dust of the ground, not dirt, out of the dust of the ground, he formed man and breathed into his nostrils and gave him life. Man became a living soul. Yes. So your breath is the first intimacy. Yes. 
This is the breath that we breathe is not of the devil. It's, it's of God. And it, cont- it started with Adam and continue out through generations and generations and generations. Yes. The first breath gave us the first intimacy. So we have access to want to, 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 to learn and know about God through the relationship that he originally created with Adam. Mm-hmm. My God, my God. So, <clears throat> Uh, uh, intimacy, uh, the, the literal definition for intimacy is togetherness, closeness between people or two, it can be two or three, however many, in relationships, which is built over a period of time, mm-hmm. connecting someone and growing from that relationship. And most of the time you become vulnerable. Mm-hmm. When you're open, express to God, you become vulnerable. And that's the, that's the best vulnerable person to become open with yes. and to share your most intimate secrets. That's where intimacy begins. So when you're trying to develop intimacy, it starts with your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I would have not been able to see dreams, visions, have spiritual encounters without the intimacy I have and my relationship I have with the Lord. And that's not just one second praying. That's just not saying a prayer here and there and then getting up. Intimacy comes over time. Mm-hmm. Your relationship with God and intimacy is built over time. You know, it's true. God can answer prayers with a small prayer. But yeah. when you want to go in the deepness of God, if you want to explore mysteries and revelations, that takes time mm-hmm. because then God has to trust you with what he is going to show you. Your strength has to be built up to even see angels with your natural eye. Mm-hmm. So that intimacy, intimacy starts with, with your communication and your relationship with the Lord thy God. So that's the first stage to start. After you start your communication with God, as far as your relationship, I won't say start off with an hour of prayer because some people haven't grown to that point yet. Some may Mm. do 10, 20 minutes, 15 minutes. But I will say those who are listening at this live now, start with 30 minutes. Make a change today. If you've been doing less, do something new. Show God that you are sincere about the intimacy that you're going to ask him for after this live. Mm-hmm. Extend your prayer time. That's the second thing. After you extend your prayer time, God going to begin to, 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 to show you in dreams. He's going to start with you with the small things, the dreams and stuff. And so after that, you know, you begin to read your Bible and fill yourself with the knowledge of God. He left the Bible here for us. And this is not the total Bible. This is what he, he left for us to know for right now. Mm-hmm. There are things in heaven that God has revealed to me that is not even in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. There are still scrolls of, of the people that walked the earth when Jesus was here that is not even mentioned in the Bible. So when you're talking about intimacy, it begins with your relationship with God. Oh, I was waiting for another bullet point. Because you said first, I was like, well, we're second. <laughs> <laughs> What's number two? <laughs> okay, now what if someone says, "Well, sis, I, I, I'm still a babe in Christ, and I can't do thirty minutes." 
because my mind wanders. Yes. What suggestion would you give them? Yes. So if you can't do 30 minutes, if you're doing five minutes, if you're, if you're just saying uh, when you're when the first and, and, and also prayer should be the first thing you do when you wake up. That, yes. That's number one, because see, that's putting God first. You don't mm -hmm. wake up and grab your phone. Mm -hmm. No, you immediately get up and say, thank you, Lord, for another day. That's simple. Throughout the day, you got to come back to God again. You can't take a whole day and forget about God in the process. Because see, he searched for Adam. The Bible says he searched for Adam in the cool of the day. How did he search for Adam? With the mind. Because see, Adam, when he searched for Adam, Adam had not yet eaten off the tree, eaten of the tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil yet. Mm -hmm. So Adam communicated telepathically with God. Whatever God thought, that's what Adam did. Adam was literally acting out the thoughts of God in the Garden of Eden before he ate of the tree, mm -hmm. he and Eve. So you can start, once you pray that, that simple prayer in the morning, you get up and you say, thank you, God, for another day or whatever. Then throughout the day, when you begin to think of God, even if you can't pray openly, pray in your mind. Mm -hmm. Father, I am at work. Father, I'm about to leave the house. Lead me and guide me. Uh, I'm at work. Please don't let no harm or danger come to me while I'm at work. So those are simple things. Now, when you start asking for the spiritual things, that's what's going to take the most time because you have to build that with God. So I would suggest when it comes to that part of you praying, I would suggest you have to extend the time. You have to extend the time. When you're praying with God and you're building your relationship with God, you're actually building an altar. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep the fire burning at the altar. See, people think they just go in and they pray when they pray and they pray and that's it. No, you're actually building an altar in the spirit. This is how God received the sacrifices from from the people of old, from Moses and those. Mm -hmm. So you're doing the same thing in the modern day by you by your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So you're keeping the, the the fire lit. So so most people know when their fire is out because they hadn't communicated with God in a while. So I would suggest just starting extending adding uh five more minutes with your normal prayer time that's simple to do you can add five more minutes mm -hmm. and as you add five more minutes and that five more minutes become a routine then add another five minutes eventually you are you will arrive at an hour just build that muscle at an hour yes and when you arrive at an hour stay there don't move Stay there and don't move. And see, that's where when you get that at level, that's where God, see, even, even, even though it's not to insinuate that a person is not sincere because all oh, God hears your prayers. But when you get to that level and God see you staying there consistently, that's the key word, consistently. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, you will begin to start having dreams and your dreams will begin, eventually lead to spiritual encounters Open vision, closed vision, closed vision within a dream, open vision within a dream. So there, there are a lot of things that takes that take place with consistency in your relationship with God. Mm. My goodness. Now, how can people contact you? Wow. If you want to contact me, you can first email me at alvetagr899 at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. If you want to, to, to get uh, my attention immediately, mm 
you can go to my Facebook inbox at Alveta Green, or you can go to my Instagram at mm-hmm. Alveta Green 99. So you can contact me inbox on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter. I, I, I have a Twitter account, um, which is Alveta Green 1. So you mm-hmm. can contact me as well on Twitter, but I'm mostly on Facebook and Instagram. So I may get to the Twitter account a little late. <laughs> yeah, I'm on and Twitter. And if you want to purchase my book. Come on now. <laughs> sorry. If oh, you no, want no. to purchase my book, <laughs> you can go to exlibris.com. Okay. Exlibris.com. I will be having all my uh, uh, information and stuff will be posted on my new website. When um, I give that information after it's, you know, after it's done and everything, I will be posting that on my page. And also my ministry page is Est- the crown of Esther prophetic ministries. It's going to be prophetic and deliverance ministries. I just forgot to um, tell the girl when she did the uh, uh, word logo, the text logo. So <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> crown of Esther prophetic and deliverance ministries. So you can also check out the different videos. And also those of you who are, who want to start seeing angels and who want to have visitations from angels, even your guardian angel. I did a, a 14 angel teaching on my ministry page that, I'm pretty sure you would be interested in, you know, to go back and uh, view the videos on my ministry page. So that will help you with intimacy as well, because we're not just existing just to be existing. There are angels among us. The Bible says, the Lord says he will give his angels charge over us to keep us. So see, Mm -hmm. people really don't know what that means. Angels are literally among us, literally. Mm -hmm. The same Mm -hmm. way God functions. The people of old function with angels back then. God can do the same thing right now if we tap into that realm of the spirit. Now, here's your last question. Now, if you could have any song be your theme song, when you walked into a room, what would it be and why? Oh, God, that's a good one. Woo! My God, my God. One night with the king. One okay. night with a king. All right. Changes everything. <laughs> okay. Now, but so now why? That was literally. That's your song. Why? But why? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because my one night with the king changed everything with my life. Even mm-hmm. when I was involved in a three-car accident in 1998 that almost took my life. Because of that one night with the king, God protects me in every aspect of my life because I I hunger for him. I got to yeah. know him. And there's still to be to be known about God. And it it all can't be revealed even in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. So that one night with the king changed everything. Well, sis. <laughs> I enjoyed you. I and I thank you so so much for you taking time out of your week My and pleasure. out of your busy schedule to My bless pl- us with with what God is doing for you in your life and yes. what you're gifting to all these women to to spread their wings and to wear their crown and their own personal crown and measured and measured <laughs> tailor fit <laughs> hey nobody else wear their crown but them <laughs> thank 
you, Aletha, for being on my show. And thank you for sharing your gifts and your intimacy with God with the world. Did you know Worldly Church Girl is live? As a matter of fact, this very episode was recorded live. You can see this episode on YouTube, on my Facebook page, Twitch, and now LinkedIn. And trust me, you want to see the live version because there were some things on there you don't want to miss. And if you would like to learn more about Worldly Church Girl, aka yours truly, go to www.worldlychurchgirl.com and you can also reach me to find out how you could be on Worldly Church Girl yourself. And oh yeah, have you subscribed? Hit that subscription button so you will never miss another episode. And as always, thanks for joining your one and only Worldly Church Girl.